how can you create a product that not only upgrades the first world, but also really brings basic human rights to the developing world as well. Welcome to the Regenerative Warrior Podcast, Doctor's Edition. One of the fastest growing regenerative medicine and anti-aging podcasts in the world. Each and every Tuesday and Thursday, I talk to the top experts to show doctors how to market, manage, and magnify their practice to help more people and make more money. Each episode is short and to the point without wasting your time with pointless conversation. Learn the skills to be successful without traveling to seminars or paying for expensive consulting fees. Are you ready? Because I am. I'm Dr. Ross Carter, and it's time to start the Regenerative Warrior Podcast now. Two things before we get started. The views expressed by our guests are not necessarily those of Dr. Carter or this podcast. One of our podcast partners has just announced special pricing for our listeners. Wharton's Jelly Allograph for $475 per cc. You heard that right, only $475. White papers are available. This is for a limited time, so act now. Why pay double or triple the price from other providers? To learn more or to order, text your name and the word JELLY, J-E-L-L-Y, to 561-962-1231. Write that down. It's 561-962-1231. On with the show. Hi, great to be on this podcast. My name is Mickey Agrawal, and I am the founder of several socially conscious companies that are disrupting several markets that sorely need disrupting. I'm also the author of a couple of books. One is out, and the topic of my podcast is disruptive innovation. So disruptive innovation is basically an innovation that creates a new market and which eventually overtakes an existing market. And so, you know, some examples would be like the Model T car is a disruptive innovation because it replaced the horse and buggy. The microprocessor is a disruptive innovation because it made information really easy to transmit between all people. You know, even companies like Uber, Airbnb are disruptive innovations. Everyone become a almost like a hotelier. You know, for me in my categories, I specifically interested in the taboo areas, for example, period, pee, poop. These are categories that all humans do. Women have a period every single month. Everybody poops. And yet the way we manage those things have not been disrupted in a very, very long time, mainly because they are taboo. And so it was time to stop wiping our butts with dry paper and start using a bidet, fresh water, which is what we use to clean the rest of our bodies. Anything that's dirty in our lives, we use water and soap and and yet for our bodies, for the dirtiest part of our body, we use dry paper. So the goal is to really bring in like a low cost bidet product to the American market and change culture there. In you know, within a period space, I invented a period proof underwear product that really disrupted the way women manage their periods. You know, tampons, pads, menstrual cups, those are products that have existed for the last century, only three major innovations, mainly because it's a topic that's uncomfortable. And so people didn't come up with anything very new for that. And so it took some time, but, you know, we've developed a, a very robust business, you know, creating a, a new period-proof underwear product. And, you know, now I'm getting into new businesses that are in the taboo space, which we'll get into maybe later. Excellent. So why do you think that we, United States, for example, is so behind, you know, a bidet is not an uncommon device. You didn't just get invented. So why are other companies or countries embracing these ideas? And why do you think that the U.S. has not? 
I mean, number one, it's cultural for cultural reasons. When the American soldiers went to fight World War II, they would go to French brothels and they would see bidets in French brothels. And because we live in a very puritanical world, when they came back, they were like, we were never in bidet. We were never in, in brothels. We, we think bidets are disgusting and are sexual and bad. And so, you know, while they imported pizza, you know, like they found pizza during World War II and brought that back, they shunned bidets and the concept of them in this country. And then, of course, all the, you know, real estate was built without that plumbing system in place. Towards the end of the 1800s, 1890, when toilet paper was introduced to the American market, you know, these guys had a lot of money to spend on this, like, soft paper that you can consume and that can wipe your bottom. It's like as soft as a teddy bear. And the marketing that they were able to spend, you know, the Charmin and Scott's Brothers far outweighed any other company. And so these guys want to create a consumable product. They didn't really necessarily care that we're killing 15 million trees to make the toilet paper per year. They didn't really care that it actually wasn't properly cleaning you because obviously you would never jump in the shower and not turn your water on and just use dry paper to wash your armpits and your, you know, your dirty bits. Or you would never <laughs> wash your dishes that are dirty and not turn the water on and just use dry paper and put your dishes away, assuming it's clean. That just never would happen. And yet they saw somehow indoctrinated the American market through just robust marketing that this sort of dry paper product was going to work for us. And of course, in the meantime, making billions of dollars at the same time. You know, ancillarily, 30 million combined cases of chronic urinary tract infections, hemorrhoids, these infections, anal fissures, anal itching. These pharmaceutical markets boomed during this time because those products were needed because it wasn't clean down there. And there are just so many health and hygiene issues obviously environmental issues from a pocketbook perspective, the amount of money each family has to spend on toilet paper, especially as you have one, two, three kids, that adds up really fast. And the only thing, the only people that make, you know, net out well are these companies that aren't thinking about, about any of us. So my goal here was to expose that and to re-educate people and say, hey, we wash the rest of our bodies with water. We wash our dirty dishes with water. The rest of the world uses water to clean everything, including their bottoms. Let's do that for ourselves as well. And it's been a really interesting discovery, you know, just like with my previous company, Thinks, you know, to, to get people to go from doing one thing for a very long time to changing their habits requires a very robust thesis on how to do that. And you know, in my businesses, my pre my first business was the restaurant business, you know, created New York's first gluten-free farm-to-table organic pizza concept when those buzzwords were certainly not buzzed back in 2004, 2005. And everyone thought, oh, gluten-free organic pizza probably tastes like crap, you know, and I had to fight that stigma of, you know, the organic food tastes like crap and cardboard and garbage because that's the sentiment back in the day. And I had to learn really, really well on how to educate people without making them feel bad, without shaming them, without, you know, using the right language, the right aesthetic, the right product, obviously, the right innovation together can really shift culture forward. And that's what I had to figure out with all of my businesses. And I think I have a very clear statement, thesis statement on how to do that now. I'm happy to share that thesis statement is, which is kind of what I just shared. But <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and not only have you worked on the bidet, but you also you had mentioned the underwear for women with periods. Tell me a little bit about that. Why is there an issue there already? Obviously, I'm not a woman, so I didn't know there was a problem in that arena uh, that needed to be solved. I think, like I said, when you're a woman, you wear a tampon or a pad, you're constantly leaking through it, or you're wearing a bulky pad that's really uncomfortable. I mean, these products are really not meant to you know, not leak. And men invented those products back in the 1930s. Like these products did, were invented by men because women were not getting invested in. And therefore, 
that's a problem. You know, men didn't think about when you're sticking a tampon inside of your vagina, especially on your medium to light days, and there's not as much viscosity or fluid down there. You're putting a dry thing inside your vaginal canal, which can cause microabrasions, which can then lead to toxic shock syndrome, which is bad for your health. Obviously, it could lead to death sometimes. The discomfort, the pain that's just not healthy long term when you're wearing a bulky pad, you're like wearing a diaper everywhere you go. That's just not comfortable. So there really was an opportunity to disrupt that category. Sorry for the interruption again. To find out more about this speaker, become a speaker on our show, have Dr. Carter present at your event or podcast, learn more about coaching, consulting, tissue allographs, exosomes, supplements, legal help, or how to create a million-dollar business card and dominate your area, we're here to help you. Just text your name and any question to 561-962-1231. Write that down. That's 561 561- Nine six two one two three one, or go to our website at drrosscarter.com to learn more. Don't forget about our current four hundred and seventy-five dollar Warden's Jelly special. On with the show. And then back to my bidet company. One of the reasons why we started it was because the global sanitation crisis is one of the greatest killers of our time. And I think all of my businesses have a component of give back. You know, right now the global sanitation crisis affects over a billion people. And over a billion people practice open defecation where they're pooping outside. Like imagine like not going camping, but having to literally find a corner where there's not already so much poop and gross stuff there that you can just go and relieve yourself every single time you have to go to the bathroom. That's the reality, especially for women when they're going to go and relieve themselves. Women have to hold in their pee and their poop all day long because they're afraid to go poop outside or pee outside during the daytime because they're at risk of getting raped or hurt or pillaged or thrown rocks at and made fun of. And therefore, these women drink much less water and eat much less food because they don't want to be pooping or peeing during the day. And then they end up having to go in groups as women um, late at night, walking sometimes two, five, ten miles to go and relieve themselves. That's the reality every single day of their lives. And, you know, you and I totally won the lottery of life. You know, that could have been our reality 100%. And yet we got the luck to be on this call and being on our cell phones and having fancy regular food and water and, and a house. So many people just don't have that, let alone the safety of just going to the bathroom. So... You know, for us, we've helped now to date like over 20,000 families gain access to clean sanitation facilities through a partnership with Samagra. And for that, I'm really, really proud of that disruption as well. Like, how can you create a product that not only upgrades the first world, but also really brings basic human rights to the developing world as well? Wow, that's fascinating. This is an area that I'm very unfamiliar with. You know, it's not a thought in my head, obviously, because I live in the United States where, you know, sanitation is typically not a challenge. But I yeah. do remember watching a movie. You remember the Slumdog Millionaire movie, right? And there's that scene where the young kid jumps in a big pile of poop. And that was pretty uh, disgusting. But it made me wonder, is that a, something of a reality? I mean, is that something that's re- that really... That's the reality. Occur- that's the reality for billions of people. You know, a billion people practice open defecation, but a billion half the world, there's a lack of safety. Billions of people don't have access to clean water still. They're drinking dirtiest, muddiest, disgusting, like infection-filled water just so they can live. You know, this is not something that we think about, but that is the truth. And so we're just so far removed from that world, but that's our brothers and sisters right across the world. They just happen to pick the short stick and we pick the, you know, the better stick in this lifetime. So it really is our duty, I think, to figure out a way to disrupt our world, improve our world, improve the way we experience life, help save the planet, help improve our health and hygiene. But then also it's our duty with this luck that we've got in this life to 
do the best we can for those in need who don't have anything. I think it's an absolute duty. I think the future of entrepreneurship is social entrepreneurship. I think you won't be able to build a business unless there is a give back element attached to it. And I'm excited for that day to come. Awesome. So in our country, we basically have the benefit of marketers is why we are in the unsanitary area that we are dealing with right now is basically because the things weren't created for hygiene. It was created for because of marketing, right? That's right. So if somebody is not used to bidet, and let's say they've never traveled and or they haven't been to a place that has one, how do they work? Importantly, like so how it works is our product simply attaches to any standard American toilet. A lot of times when you think about a bidet, you think about those weird separate like things that you have to like plumb inside your house, which completely... It looks like a big water fountain. Yeah, it's ridiculous. That's not what it is. Well, that's not what it can be. You know, there's those expensive mm-hmm. Japanese toilets, which cost thousands of dollars, require plumbing, requires electricity. You know, for especially those who are renting, most millennials are renters now, that doesn't make any sense. And so it really is all about how do you create a low-cost thing that can simply spray your butt. So our product simply clips onto your existing toilet. It takes 10 mm-hmm. minutes to install. There's no plumbing or electrical required. It comes with all the things included, the little tube. Do so you know where you turn your water off right behind your toilet? That little yeah. handle that turns the water off, right? You turn your water off, and then it comes with a little splitter. You just take the little hose off. You put the splitter on there, and then you connect, and you're done. It takes 10 minutes, and then it simply, you turn the knob, and it just simply sprays your butt like a lovely... You know, it's a lovely spray. You can control the pressure. You can control the temperature, too. We have two options. We have a warm and cool option, or we have a cool water option. You can do big pressure, low pressure. You can start really, really softly, so you can just see what it feels like on your body and and see, like, wow, this is so refreshing. It's kind of like brushing your teeth for the first time. You're like, your teeth were so dirty. Like, I've been using this paper to wipe my teeth, and it feels fine, but now I'm brushing them, and they feel so clean. That's what it feels like. It feels like you've never brushed your teeth before, and then you finally brush it for the first time. But now you're using just a fresh, light stream of water that you're cleaning yourself properly. It just feels so different. You just simply cannot go back to using dry paper again on its own. Now, you spray your butt. It washes your butt. You do have to dry it because it's now wet. So you you can either use like 80% less toilet paper. We offer organic bamboo toilet paper on subscription on our website where Bamboo grows up to 39 inches per day, unlike a tree, which takes 150 years, which is what we're currently flushing down the toilet every single day. And so to the tune of 15 million per year, like I said, you pat dry with a little bit of toilet paper, or we also have organic bamboo butt towels. In Italy, nobody uses toilet paper. They use towels because you're basically taking a shower, so you're just clean. You just pat dry, and you're perfectly fine. And so we have a set of five towels that you can buy that are the softest, loveliest towel experiences if you want to go there. I use our towels. They're so comfortable. Every couple of days, you switch them out, and they're it's perfectly clean. There's no, like poop on there because you just washed your butt. There's just a lot of stigma and weird like, ew, I would never do that. Never spray water on my butt. It's like, you wouldn't put water like to wash your butt, but you would use dry pee. This doesn't make any sense. Like we've been indoctrination is so powerful. It's kind of like breast milk, for example. So I just finished breastfeeding my baby. You know, when I would travel, I wouldn't want to just waste the breast milk. I would just give away my breast milk to people. It's like to put in their coffees or to like make white Russians with them or whatever. And like some people would be like, that's so weird. You're giving your breast milk. It's so weird. I'm like, is that weird? Or is it weirder that we're drinking milk out of a different animal's cow from infected 
hormone-filled, injected udders that are just not our own species. Like, actually, didn't you drink milk from your mother's bosom when you were a kid? But instead, you're okay drinking another cow's, another species. Like, it was just so powerfully indoctrinated from day one to believe that this is what we should do, when in fact, it doesn't make any sense. And so, you know, we have to like first remove the veil from in front of our eyes and actually see clearly and think clearly. Obviously, safety is important. That's critical. But like, you know, doing one pass for the longest time, you have to be this and you stay in the path. You can't do more than one thing. It really it's changing with times, but we're still led to believe that we have to do certain things a certain way. And otherwise, it's like we'll be laughed at or we'll be shamed or it doesn't make sense. So it's just really all about looking at all the things that we do in our lives and asking ourselves, why are we doing it that way? Could there be a better way? Could we disrupt that way and make it so much better for everyone, including the planet? Thanks for listening to our podcast. Please subscribe to be notified of all new episodes and also like and share this to help us grow. To find out more about this speaker, become a speaker on our show, to have Dr. Carter present at your event or podcast, learn more about coaching, consulting, tissue allographs, exosomes, supplements, legal help, or how to create a million-dollar business card to dominate your local area, we're here to help you. Just text your name and your question to 561-962-1231. Write that down. That's 561-962-1231. Or you can go to our website at drrosscarter.com. That's D-R-R-O-S-S-C-A-R-T-E-R.com to learn more. Until next time, this is Dr. Ross Carter signing off. Signing off.